Support for this podcast comes from Eightfold.ai. Eightfold.ai delivers the talent intelligence platform, the most effective way for companies to retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Eightfold.ai's deep learning artificial intelligence platform empowers enterprises to turn talent management into a competitive advantage. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 401 of the Recruiting Future podcast. As I referenced in the 400th episode, one of the standout trends for me in 2021 has been the adoption of AI in talent acquisition and its impact. As we move towards 2022, I wanted to take a deeper dive into the practicalities of the revolution AI is driving in talent intelligence, recruiting process and talent management. My guest this week is Jason Serrato, Senior Director Product Marketing at Eightfold AI. Jason has a unique combination of experience, having been a talent acquisition practitioner and leader, as well as an industry analyst, before working on the vendor side. This combination of experience gives him a unique insight into the change AI is driving in talent acquisition, and he has valuable advice to share. Hi Jason, and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, great to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. I'm Jason Serrato from Eightfold, I'm part of the product marketing team uh, responsible for our talent intelligence platform and our app marketplace. Um, I've been in and around recruiting for the last 20 years, um, acted as a, as a practitioner um, and talent acquisition executive for some time, then spent some time as an industry analyst. Um, and now have joined uh, the Eightfold team um, to help with uh, product marketing and, and influence this this product that uh, has impressed me for the time that they've been in the market even before I joined the team. Fantastic stuff. And you've got such an interesting background. I think it just would be great for a bit of context in terms of what we're going to talk about if we just delve a little bit deeper into that. And so, I mean, tell us about your time in talent acquisition as an analyst and what you've seen in terms of the development of technology in the in the last few years before you came to Eightfold. Sure. Uh, my recruiting story is your typical recruiting love story of a recruiter at an agency eventually going to work for one of their customers. Um, so landing on the other side of the fence from the agency world into the corporate talent acquisition world um, started at a division of a very large conglomerate. Um, I worked for United Technologies um, and at that division was able to improve processes and learn their homegrown technology to the point where in a very short time, I kind of became the resident expert and was training other recruiters and other HR folks on the technologies that they had built themselves. Um, And as a result, was able to produce outcomes that were hard to duplicate in other places. Um, So people started benchmarking 
my processes and, um, you know, my approach. Um, so that way, when the opportunity arose to move to the corporate office and potentially lead the function, um, I was interviewed for the role and got it, but stepped into the office and it was already, for the large part, using a lot of processes that I originated at a division. Um, as a result of that, um, had a chance to lead a lot of large-scale talent attraction and employer branding um, efforts, but also had um, a great opportunity to deal with a lot of talent infrastructure projects because, as I mentioned, we had a homegrown system, and part of that was uh, we needed to upgrade and move to the cloud and have more modern capability. So I spent a lot of time um, in my corporate recruiting role evaluating vendors and keeping up with the market till eventually I got the opportunity to um, select technology and deploy technology to modernize our recruiting infrastructure. As a result, um, got me interested in the technology space um, in addition to just the uh, recruiting function. And uh, after deploying um, applicant tracking systems and HCM suites and going around our organization um, as part of a global initiative, um, I later moved on in my career to become an industry analyst and cover vendors and kind of be a voice in the market uh, for a period of time with Gartner. So um, my career has kind of taken some turns, always been around the recruiting industry and the recruiting function, but it's given me um, a lot of visibility to the various aspects of the function as I've been a practitioner. You know, I've stood in front of the tablecloth table at recruiting events. Um, I've done large-scale um, recruitment technology uh, overhauls. I've done branding initiatives and uh, campaigns. Um, I've also been sold to for most of my career as a talent leader, and then now um, have had a stint on the other side of the, of the uh, table as an industry analyst, and then now um, joining a vendor and being part of a marketing team. So it's kind of come full circle just such an interesting background because I don't know many people who've been a practitioner, an analyst and a vendor. So I think it gives you a really interesting perspective on the market, which is why I was really excited to, to have this conversation. What I want to dig into is AI. Now, we've been talking about, it seems like we've been talking about AI for a, for a very long time. And certainly in previous years, you know, I've always felt that um, there's been a lot of hype around AI, but actually not much going on. Now, in the last 18 months, I think it's very, very clear that that has changed and uh, been interviewing some fascinating people on the podcast for a number of months now uh, around the various uh, ways that they're using AI to improve their their talent strategies uh, and some of the sort of quite remarkable results that are, that are coming out of it. So I really want people to appreciate just how much AI is changing changing things and perhaps we don't always notice when our kind of our, our, our heads are down um, and, and not really kind of looking around us so in, in that context I just want to talk about a few a, a few key areas and the, the, the first one is uh, talent intelligence now tell us about your kind of experience in talent intelligence in a world before AI and perhaps then give us the view of how AI is changing talent intelligence it's a great question, Matt. And I think, 
you know, part of the challenge with tackling the topic of AI and especially AI and talent acquisition is not all AI is the same. Um, and in that, I mean, um, it's built and put in place for different outcomes or serving different purposes. I think talent intelligence is something that stood out to me because in HR, you know, we've have we've had data challenges for quite some time. Um, a lot of HR infrastructure is built either in pockets or by division or based off of pilot programs with limited budget. And for a lot of my career, I think part of what made a good HR person stand out was their ability to gather the data and collect the data and be a quote unquote kind of spreadsheet hero. Um, I think we went from a period where we were doing that to gather as much insight and information as we could. Um, and then now we have processes where we're breaking down barriers, we're removing silos, we're getting more unified systems, but now also they're incorporating AI for various purposes. And in the context of talent intelligence, we've moved from a process where people were using HR data for descriptive purposes to where they're using HR data for more predictive purposes and even now more prescriptive purposes where the data isn't just predicting what's going to happen. It's starting to tell us what to do and how to get there. So for me, I think you know, that is why talent intelligence stands out to me and was of high interest to me as something that was helping to innovate HR and talent acquisition and this function I've loved so dearly for the last 20 years. Um, quick story, you know, I think one of the things that AI does in the context of Eightfold with our talent intelligence platform is it allows people to look at talent through context and learnability and capability, and also look at what's on a resume and how skills can relate to other skills or how one role can relate to another role. And we call that adjacent skills. Um, you know, I, I lived a period of time where we would go recruiting and we were subject to what was on the job description and what kind of degree was needed. And people would come to us. And if they had that degree, we would talk to them. If they didn't have that degree, um, it's almost as if we didn't know what to do with them. And we try to interest them in our company, but maybe send them along on their way. Um, and I had a scenario that I lived uh, firsthand where we were looking for mechanical engineers. And we were at a large university and we had people coming up to our table. And if they didn't have a mechanical engineering degree, we were kind of, you know, having a nice quick conversation, but sending them on their way. What we didn't know at the time was if we were open to some related um, degrees from that university, the audience of students pursuing that degree was two or three times more diverse. And the curriculum was only different by about two or three courses. And we couldn't know that in the moment on paper um, using, you know, the, the way this data was collected and the way our systems used to work. I think with adjacent skills and talent intelligence and being more dynamic and real time and agile, we're able to gather some of that insight um, kind of in the moment on the fly. And as a result, create broader audiences and also as another outcome, potentially increased diversity. I think that's really interesting. And I'm interested to get your view on whether it solves a particular issue that I think we've seen in recruiting as long as recruiting's existed, which is very, very 
narrow job descriptions, people wanting to apply for that job, feeling that they are just the right fit, but they don't, they're missing one of the requirements or they have, uh, you know, as you say, adjacent skills and other experiences that, you know, would bring a lot to that role. And if only they could have a conversation with someone to talk about that, then the company could see the the potential there. And, you know, more often than not, particularly, uh, you know, in the in, in the years of uh, online recruiting and uh, people being screened out and uh, things things moving faster, that's not been the case. Do you think that AI here can can, can solve that problem and really genuinely open up talent pools to the benefit of the employer, but also to improve the candidate experience? I think the way AI and talent intelligence helps address the question you've asked, Matt, is um, I'll give you an example. One of the offerings in our platform is our personalized career site. And one of the ways that tool works is it allows an applicant to either create a profile or upload a profile and the job search then completely transposes and acclimates to them. Um, It's a great example of candidate-centered design or talent-centered design. And what it does is it presents them a listing of the organization's openings where they themselves don't have to do a keyword search or decipher how their experience maps to the organization's functions or try to figure out how, you know, what they call something translates to what the organization calls something it automatically presents them with a list of opportunities that they're either a strong match for or a good match for, while still allowing them to see everything if they so choose. But also, it's a transparent tool where, in addition to showing them what they're a match for, it explains why they're a match, what skills they have translate to that role, um, as well as what skills they have translate to other people that have applied for that job. And there's a couple of things that are happening there. Um, we know um, through some research, um, not everyone f- fills out a robust profile and includes all of their skills. Um, there are uh, groups that underreport their skills when they're creating profiles or creating resumes. Um, some of the AI allows for building in some of that context underneath and kind of filling in some of the missing pieces. So it allows um, the ability to connect people as matches for something that if you were just doing a keyword search, wouldn't come up. Um, And then also uh, potentially fills out people's profiles, giving them credit for maybe something they should have listed that they didn't, um, but also maybe something that they're capable of learning based off of the skills that they have listed. As a result, we find this process um, generates more diverse applicant flow um, and, uh, you know, more... um, transparency in the process uh, for helping people feel confident in something that they could be considered for and explaining why they're a match. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets 
including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. As as we talk about skills, the obvious, the, the other, the, the, you know, the big talking point of, of this year has been internal mobility and companies understanding the skills they have in their business, but also understanding where they can reskill people to, you know, meet the demand they have for new skills or changing skills. And again, this has been an area that has often been very problematic for companies, particularly in the last uh, 20 years or so in terms of understanding um, who is in their business and what skills that, you know, and, and, and the skill sets that they have or the, or the potential that they have. Talk us through the role in uh, that AI is playing in, in fixing that particular problem, I suppose, in the context of, you know, you, you being a practitioner and then now understanding, um, you know, seeing some of the technology actually in action. It's a great question, and I've had to see this through from a couple sides. Uh, as a practitioner, being involved in talent acquisition and talent management, um, especially as an industry analyst, as tools like internal talent marketplaces were coming into favor um, over the last three or four years, um, and then now um, working for a vendor that plays in this space. I think there's a couple things that have happened. Um, you know, internal talent marketplaces and skills inventories and being more agile around your talent strategies were things that were already underway. Um, you know, they were part of digital transformation activities that were occurring in the, in the later part of the last decade. Um, I think what happened is with the pandemic, um, this expedited a lot of those digital transformation activities that were already underway. You know, companies were exploring and piloting and moving methodically, testing out the waters. And with the pandemic and the, and the shift to remote work and also various business models being disrupted and interrupted, you know, almost overnight, people had to jump in with both feet. Um, so I think when I was an analyst, I would take a lot of calls around this internal mobility and internal talent marketplace conversation. And it was coming from a variety of places. Um, initially, it was survival. Um, you know, we have new problems and new delivery methods, and we have to reconfigure how we deliver to customers overnight. And we can't necessarily recruit our way out of that problem because we can't do it fast enough. How do we know who we have internally to identify those skills and be able to redeploy or maybe upskill people toward these new challenges? Um, after that, it became uh, more sustainable to say, you know, we're on a hiring freeze during this pandemic. How do we make sure we can build a process to still allow for career growth and career progression uh, for our employees to be able to track how they can develop or maybe grow some skills during this time where we may not be allowed to hire or promote? And then after that, as things started to settle down and settle in, um, I think it became more strategic. And people were looking for, how can we help develop and track individuals? How can we promote cross-training? How can we understand um, maybe what someone's quote-unquote free agent skills are that may not be attached to their job or may not be stored in our legacy HR system, but what do they have as part of their whole self that we can then leverage maybe for a new challenge or for a new role and maybe give them something that 
creates you know additional fulfillment for them as an employee. So I think it's taken a lot of different phases, but the phases have been expedited and accelerated. Um, but definitely, where AI comes into play is the gathering of those skills, the um, uh, kind of le- uh, capability and learning uh, of what those skills relate to, and again, like those adjacent skills we talked about. But then also helping create additional awareness for managers and for employees to those opportunities, kind of a continuous kind of system that provides nudges and um, kind of bringing that external AI enabled candidate experience internally for an AI enabled employee experience. There'll be lots of talent acquisition, talent leaders, HR leaders listening who are, you know, currently working on their, their, their medium to long term strategies and looking very carefully at how AI and technology can really enable those and, and help them achieve the, the objectives that they need. What would your advice be to, to leaders who are looking at AI and, and thinking about how it can help them and how best to go about incorporating it into their strategy? So I've seen a lot out there in the market. I've seen some white papers and things that refer to kind of HR 3.0 um, and kind of the next phase of the future of HR. I think we're we're moving towards this process where it's more based on a future reality that we're moving towards and focusing on things like potential uh, beyond simple performance. Um, th- this is a process that uh, is kind of rooted around skills and capability and learnability moving towards this future reality. And it's trying to answer questions like what and when. And to that effect, I think if I'm a talent acquisition or a talent management leader and I'm planning for the next few years, you know, one of the things we've seen is the shelf life of skills is getting shorter and shorter and the need to kind of stay up to date with what those skills are and what you're going to need to acquire for your organization is imperative. Um, you know, during my time at Gartner, we did a lot of research in this space. And one of the things that we saw was that the inclusion of skills on job descriptions was increasing by 10% year over year over the last few years. But when you looked at the skills that were actually being listed, many of the skills being listed in 2021 were the same skills that were being listed in 2017, and more than half of those skills would not be as essential going forward. So I think one of the ways that AI helps, and one of the ways that we do this with Eightfold is we have a a functionality called the Job Intelligence Engine, is where it helps actually look at um, rising skills in the market, declining skills in the market, and helps you adjust kind of what you are looking for and what your future targets are. So you're actually working on a strategy that aligns to the business needs for the future versus using historical data. As a final question for you, this is one of the last episodes of uh, 2021. And everyone is obviously looking forward to 2022. It would be wise not to make any direct predictions because we really obviously don't know what's going to what's going to happen the pandemic rumbles on and uh, it's very much a case of expecting the unexpected at the moment but what would you like to see happen in 2022 if we were having this conversation again in 12 months time how would you have liked the year to have pan out panned out how would you have liked talent acquisition and talent management to have moved forward I think one of the things that AI offers and some of these advanced technologies offer is the ability with kind of human machine collaboration to generate efficiencies um, and to start the race at a different point than the starting line. 
So, you know, we've been working with systems for the last 10, 20 years where people ended up kind of hiding behind systems or getting burdened by very manual transactional processes. I think going forward with AI and with some of the efficiencies that we've gained, um, we're able to do a little bit of what I call going high tech to be able to go high touch. And it's a situation where with remote work and very competitive talent markets and candidates that have gained more power in this relationship, but also have more choices, you know, recruiters are going to have to be more dynamic in their employer value propositions. They're going to have to um, be competing in a market that's not tied to location anymore. So it's a situation where you can leverage AI tools for intelligence and for automation and for experience, but with some of those efficiency gains and those hours that the recruiters gain back, it's almost like, you know, it's now time to go high touch and really, you know, engage in recruiting more than staffing. And, you know, recruiting is something that's motivational and inspirational and, um, you know, informational. And you really have to know the business and know what the person's looking for. And again, align those conversations together. I think it's something where with some of these gains in technology, it allows us to go back to focusing on some of that human connection and relationship building, because now we're not stuck hiding behind systems anymore. Jason, thank you very much for talking to me. It's been great, Matt. Have a wonderful end to the, to the year and uh, Happy New Year. My thanks to Jason. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.